You're listening to Radio Influence. You've seen Chef Ryan Duffy on Spike TV's Bar Rescue, NBC's Today Show, and opening bars and restaurants all over the world. Now he's sharing his stories, his friends, and some tips of the trade he's learned along the way. Prepare yourself to get Duffified. This is Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy on Radio Influence. It's Friday morning, which means Duffified Live, and I am in an unbelievable mood this week. I am on fire. The adrenaline that I have going through my body for moving forward and moving into this summer is unbelievable. It's huge. It is unlike anything that I've ever felt before, and I hope that you guys can feel it too. The last two weeks of interviews have just been awesome. Talking to Luke uh, from The Wheel and finding out about 60 days living in the Amazon and in South America and going through that and then having a conversation with Jim last week about being a cop and the inner workings of that and standing 30 feet from a boat that you have no idea if it's going to explode because there's a piece of shit in there who just blew up people at a, at a marathon a week before. That's empowerment. That is adrenaline. That is a rush. And that's what I'm living off at this point. I'm super happy um, this week. I, uh, while, uh, I, while I'm actually talking to you guys, I am on my way to the Middle East uh, and Africa and Kuwait and all that type of shit because I'm cooking for the troops. And uh, I have had the conversation uh, last week about how exciting I am or how excited I am to be able to go and do that. My respect for the badge, for the uniform, for the code, for the honor, for every single part of that. Um, and so I am super excited about that. I am so excited about it that I actually don't have much to talk about this week. And the reason why I don't have a lot to talk about is because a bunch of months ago, uh, I started to follow somebody on Instagram who, who, who kind of made an impact. You know, I, I'm a father of girls and I am always looking for the empowering women because it's something that I just, I, I love. I love a strong woman. I love a woman who takes charge. I am, I have been looking for that partner my whole life. Um, it is something that I am, that, that just amazes me um, to watch. Not because they're a woman, but just because of the mental, the physical, um, the, the, the capacity that they have to do awesome things. Um, I started to follow this girl. Uh, she had followed me, commented on a couple of pictures here and there. And I really just, I just, I enjoyed following her and watching this transformation happen from, uh, from a girl who was working out a little bit to watching somebody stand in the middle of a ring after their first fight, when they knock somebody down in 27 sec in, in the third round of, and 27 seconds into the third round, um, first fight ever. Uh, that's something that's really cool. When I had asked this person, uh, to be on the show, the initial response to me, and I have it right here in front of me, um, was, uh, you know, I said, Hey, I uh, was so close to coming to your fight. Please kept and keep me updated for anything more. Um, I said, I would love to have you on the show. I said, let's do an episode on my podcast. Her response back to me was, thank you. I'm no one. I'm no one special, but I absolutely do. I would absolutely love to do one. And then she wrote, I love food. 
So why not? So it was an automatic uh, for me to get this woman on. So this is a woman named Danielle Harrington who works at the Tiger Shulman. Um, uh, she works at a Tiger Shulman. Her, her, her fiance owns it. And she has been training there for a bunch of years, has overcome a tremendous amount of stuff mentally, physically, the whole nine yards. And two weekends ago, I got to follow the transformation of walking from the back out to the front to, to watching a woman beat the shit out of somebody um, and, and, and then walk over and shake that person's hand and thank them. That, to me, is something that's super cool. So I'm not going to talk any more about it because this is a long interview. It's really good. Do me a favor and check it out. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Duffified Live, Danielle Harrington. I want you guys to give a big, warm, loud, obnoxious welcome to uh, my new friend, Danielle Harrington. Good morning, ma'am. Good morning. How are you? Um, you know what? I honestly am having like an absolutely brilliant morning. Yeah. What's I have, I have this energy and I have this amazing, I've just had a great couple of days and I'm in this amazing mood as you are. Yes. I'm in a fantastic mood. Cause you're coming off of a really, really big high right now. Absolutely. The, probably so, the biggest moment in my life. So why don't you do me a favor? Why don't you tell us who you are real fast mm -hmm. and then uh, we can, and then tell us how we can get in contact with you or any of that good stuff. Why don't you do that? All right. So my name is Danielle Harrington. I am uh, 28 years old from New Jersey. I am a martial artist. I train out of Tiger Shulman's in Princeton, New Jersey. And uh, so I'm the manager here at the school. So I've been doing this for about five years now. I just did my first amateur kickboxing fight down in Atlantic City at the Showboat Casino, which was fantastic. Third round key tip, uh, TKO. And, uh, you know, if you guys want to follow me, I'm at uh, Instagram, Danny underscore hair. It's D-A-N-I underscore H-A-R-R. -R. And then uh, on Facebook, Danielle Harrington. Very, very nice. Okay, so the way that we kind of connected is I, I followed you on Instagram, mm -hmm. and I, I started to, like, I, I, I follow people weirdly. Like, I'll see a couple things here and there. I think you followed me. Correct. And then I, like, you know, I saw that. I started to see some of the stuff you did. I started to follow you, and I got I got really interested. I mean, it's, you're, you're, you're 28 years old. You're, you're a very attractive woman. And I, and I started to kind of watch your progression and transformation into what you ended up doing a couple of weeks ago. So why don't you, what, 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 how did, what brought you to the point? Here's my simple question. What brought you to the point that you decided you want to beat the shit out of another woman? <laughs> well, so that initially came about before I ever started training. Um, I was in a relationship, I was engaged and at the time things were not great, uh, financially, you know, relationship wise. And we had to call off the wedding. And my ex asked me one day, he was into those like forums, like I think it was on Reddit or something like that. He asked, well, if you could learn anything to the matrix level, what would it be? And I just called off a wedding. I was extremely frustrated with him and his life situation. I'm like, I'm going to punch somebody in the fucking face. That's what I want to learn how to do professionally. Learn how to punch somebody in the face. So uh, he's like, then do it. So I started training, and that was my goal initially when I started uh, doing kickboxing was, I want to get in a ring. I want to fight. And shortly after I began training, I found out that the organization that I started training with, they host their own tournament. And I competed in that. It was like body fighting tournament. So nothing to the level that I did a couple weeks ago. But, um, yeah, it was 
it was really cool. I absolutely loved it. But then life hit and I kind of got thrown off track. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you were living in Jersey and were you, were you working at, at Shulman at that point? I was not. So I was actually working, um, I worked in Victoria's Secret. I was a manager. So retail, stressful. That also added to my desire to hurt somebody in a very serious manner. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's funny is I I think you posted a couple of weeks ago a picture of a group of people that you used to work with. Yes. And this was right before your fight or after your fight? Um, I know it's weird because I'm asking you to talk about a post that you put up but it was it was honestly it was something that was it was something that clicked in my brain of more of a reason why I wanted to talk to you not because you worked at Victoria's Secret but because it was this entirely different world of what I had been following for the last couple of months it was before my fight um I want to say god when did I do that well I'll go let's go to the tape yeah I got you covered I mean, it doesn't matter, but I do remember that it was prior, it was pre-fight. Yeah, my like, UPS guy's here. Thought, like, Hello. Thank you. And the UPS guy's there. Um, <laughs> I see what I So uh, while, okay. while Danielle's signing up for her UPS stuff, it's pretty funny because we were talking uh, about a couple weeks ago, if everybody remembers, when I interviewed uh, Dr. Frank, and he started yelling at his, at his, uh, at his kids that were building a treehouse. So... Wow, you post a lot, lady. I do. I'm sorry. Don't I'm like super motivator. I love people just feeling good about things that I post, and I do post a lot. So it's definitely not Christmas. So no, it was a while ago. It was it was a cool whatever. Wow, that you beat the shit out of yourself in that picture. Holy shit. It was a while ago. Well, anyway, it, it, it doesn't matter now, but I do remember that it was one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you because it was this different world of, of the person that I had been following. And it's kind of cool to see those glimpses back into people's life prior to what they're, what they're doing now. So, mm-hmm. so, so the, so the breakup, that question, that, that punch in the face, that was all pre Shulman. Yes. Okay. Well, I was training at Tiger Shulman's, but I was not working at Tiger Shulman's yet. Okay, so you were, how long were you managing a Victoria's Secret? I started as just a part-time associate, moved up to you know, elevated associate and a manager. I was there for six years. Okay, what's the yeah. discount? <laughs> it was uh, 40% for me. Well, that's not bad. You can't beat that. That's so, pretty good. That's I mean, expensive that, I underwear. do miss I it. Daughters, so, it's, I know. <laughs> I hate paying full price for it. I go in, I'm like, uh, anybody, anybody want to give it to me? You say we throw that discounter out. My girls are pink girls. Of course. I was the pink manager. So I love your daughters. They're cool kids. They're, they're, they're pretty awesome. Well, you've seen I, them. They're I do. Cool. I love following you. I love seeing how proud you are being a dad. I love that they play softball, like badass. Absolutely. Love it. Fiona's the softball girl. Emily is the, uh, the crew girl. Ooh. So, so, okay. So, so you're doing that and then you decide you're going to go and start working for Shulman. Mm-hmm. And so you just started working in there as, as you had been training there and then you started working as, as just a, a, an employee at that it's, point. It's actually a little bit more complicated than that. Okay. So. And so I, I, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay. I started training and then about seven months after I started training, 
go on the honeymoon to the wedding that was canceled because I fucking paid for that and I was going to the Dominican Republic. Who'd you so, go with? Like I, I went with my ex. Stuff. No, me and my ex were still in a relationship at the time. Yeah. We didn't break up, break up until after we got back from the honeymoon. And wow. yeah, it was a long time in the running. It was just something that I didn't have the gall to be like, what am I doing? You know, we right. need to end this. I felt guilty. I didn't want to hurt him. And I think he felt the same way towards me. You know, I don't have any animosity towards him or anything like that. We just, we wanted different things in life. I wanted to grow up and he wanted to party still all the time. And it just wasn't right. So uh, I, we were living in Cherry Hill at the time and I was training in Cherry Hill. So I'm from Hamilton up here. And I was like, okay, I need to transfer to the Tiger Shulman schools that I'm training at because I still love training. This is something for me. And my girlfriend from, who was an instructor at the Tiger Shulman Tiger Shulman's in Cherry Hill. She's like, oh boy, I've got somebody for you. And I'm like, I don't want to talk about men. Like I just ended an engagement three days ago. I don't want to talk about getting a boyfriend, but nonetheless, they set us up two weeks later. And that is my current boyfriend and my boss and my coach. Yeah. No shit. All (laughs) All across the board. He is in every aspect of my life. That's super cool though. So we, uh, we started dating and things were great. You know, I was still at Victoria's Secret. I loved, I loved my job at Victoria's Secret. You know, working with a bunch of females that kind of get catty, absolutely. Do I hate some of the people there? Absolutely. But the things that I got out of it, I love my job. Like, I absolutely love like, girls like your daughter coming in, shopping, getting excited that an older woman feels like, oh my God, you look so cute in that. Like, that made nice. me feel good, you know? Sure. But um, so then life got really freaking shitty. In August 2013, or excuse me, October 2013, my mom was diagnosed with stage 3B lung cancer. Wow. My ex-girlfriend was, uh, she just, she beat that. She's got a big struggle going on oh, right now, but it's, and my father passed away in October from pancreatic, so it was pancreatic. shit world. Yeah, it yeah. was pretty bad. That's actually how I started following you, was your podcast with Amy Polinsky after your dad died. Holy, I just, I swear to God, it's so funny. I just talked to, one, I texted with Amy the other day, but I was sending a woman who is a an acrobat. She's one of the leads for Cirque du Soleil, and I sent her that podcast, and I listened to it afterwards, and I thought, oh my God, this poor girl's going to hear me talking about my father and cancer and all that stuff. <laughs> but, but anyway, Amy's it's, awesome. Do you know yes. her? No. Okay. So I started following Amy on Instagram just randomly and I loved her boutique and I was following her clothes. I'm like, wow, this woman, like she's a badass. She's a mom. She's full of fitness. You know, she's got great style and she kind of inspired me a little bit to get my shit back together because there was a long time that I was not okay. So I started following her and I think I responded to something from the boutique one day and she responds super bubbly because Amy's like the nicest person in the world. <laughs> and I'm just like, thank you. Thank you for being a stranger and being nice to somebody that you have no idea who the hell they are. Right. And uh, yeah, we just kind of started following each other. I actually went up to Connecticut um, about a month or so ago. I oh, did, shit. Yeah, I went up to shop. Obviously, I had to support the business because sure. I probably pay a lot of her bills and give her a lot of money. But um yeah, I did some boxing up there, and it was just a nice little mental retreat for me. But I got to do some CrossFit with her, and it was, it was really cool. It was really sweet of her to be able to do that with me. That's awesome. Okay, so we'll talk about Amy again in a minute. But mm-hmm. So go back. So it's 2013. Mom's got 3B rock and roll. Um, so, yeah, she and my mom lives in California. So 
I know all this is happening and I know what's happening because we experienced it with my grandfather. My grandfather died of stomach cancer, but I'm not there to, you know, be with her. I'm not there to, you know, help her through everything. And it's, it sucked, but I wasn't visually seeing it. So I knew my, how sick my mom was and I was scared, but it wasn't until she came home that Christmas. It was like after her fourth and final chemo treatment, I was just like, Oh my God, like my mother's a skeleton. Yeah. It's crazy. It's so, it's so upsetting. And she was fine the first day. I think it was December 23rd. She went to the hospital, got her treatment and hopped on a plane and came to Jersey. Wow. Christmas Eve, she was okay. And after that, it was like, I, I couldn't, I don't like seeing sick people. So the fact right. that somebody so close to me was so sick, it really, it really messed with my head. And then, uh, so she. And New Year's came and gone. Okay. No, no, you, you stopped. There, there was like a glitch there for a second. Yeah. So she came home, you saw her. There was like mm-hmm. one second. Just keep going. It doesn't matter. We, we've yeah. got. And, uh, you know, once they went home, she had to wait to see if every, all the cancer cells had died to determine whether or not she would be able to have surgery to remove it and, you know, hopefully move forward positively. The New Year's 2014, me and my boyfriend joke about it a lot. So we have a dog. We have a little border collie. Solid. And we would, <laughs> she's a little feisty one. Um, <laughs> we watched my sister's dog that day. And long story short, Ella ate my sister's dog's disgusting dog food, got explosive diarrhea everywhere. Oh, my God. It was so bad. Like, that woke us up. That was our good night. This is going to be a great year. Two hours later, just see so your like, and look oh. at the floor. It's and we're like, wow, this is going to be a shitty year. Oh. <laughs> and then uh, a couple weeks later, my dad, um, he was a flatbed truck driver, okay. tractor trailer, and he was um, getting ready, getting his truck ready for the next day. Don't really know exactly what happened because nothing was caught on camera. There were no witnesses, but uh, he fell on his head and oh, suffered severe brain damage you know so some random guy found him he was driving down the road found my dad lying on the road bleeding profusely from his head oh, they God. got a helicopter coptered him down to cooper medical center i was at work i was at victoria's secret that day i was supposed to be the closing manager so i get a phone call from my sister like i need you to leave work now and i'm just like what's wrong like I'm happy me and my girls from Victoria's Secret are laughing in the back. This is probably the post you were talking about. Um, you know, we're all laughing, having a good day in the back, in the office and whatnot. And then I get this phone call saying, Dad fell. I'm like, what do you mean, Dad fell? Like, what does that mean? I, I couldn't understand what was happening. And then my sister's like, you need to leave. Like, we don't know what's going to happen. So, yeah, he was in a coma for a month until he uh, he did pass away. Oh my God, that's horrible. I'm so sorry to hear that. It's, it's, thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. It's it a tough, I mean, your parents, a tough one. That's a tough gig. Yeah. Uh, and and then, especially to watch that, but, but for it to happen that way makes it even harder. So yeah, I'm sorry. I, I'm sitting there expecting, you know, my mom's deathly ill, you know, I'm expecting, I'm planning mentally. I'm going to lose my mother. I'm going to lose my mother. Sure. And then, you know, out of left field, oh, well, fuck your dad's going to die. I'm like, what, where did that come from? What happened? You <laughs> yeah. know? Um, I think the most beautiful thing about everything that happened, and I was kind of pessimistic at the time, but the day that we had my dad's memorial is actually the day my mom went into surgery to remove the cancerous portion of her lung. Wow. So now my mom's, God, four years, five years cancer-free. Wow. Was she a smoker? 
Oh yeah. Really? That's because yeah. my my ex girlfriend was not a smoker and was oh, diagnosed really? with three B lung. Yeah, it was really bad. Um, she's got a big struggle going on right now. So let's say some prayers off for that. Oh, and, right. and, and prayers for your family too, because that's a. That's I a hope tough. she's okay. Yeah, she's a good kid. So it, you, I think you may actually follow her, Trisha Graybill. Maybe. That's uh, blonde, right. super cute, super bubbly. Yeah, she's a cool cat. She's yeah. she's got she's got a huge empowering story that she works on as well. It's kind of yeah. you should get her on because she's got she's got a lot of really great information. She's done a lot of cool stuff with Hope for Cancer down in Mexico, and cool. um, she's been in and out of Brazil a couple of times. At, uh, John of God and all that. So she's she does a lot more of the spiritual healing as opposed to just all the chemical stuff. That's- so. So, so go ahead. So your, so your, your pop passes away. Mom, mm-hmm. mom has her surgery the day that dad's being buried. Mm-hmm. And just so my, we buried my father on my parents' 50th wedding anniversary. I remember you saying that. I thought that was just a, a great tribute to them and him. Yeah. Pretty cool. He was a good dude. Um, so, so now you're, you're at Victoria's Secret. Pop passes away mom's doing her stuff and, and then so what was what was what was that point that that you you started to make the, the 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 decisions to move forward with what you wanted to do so the day that my dad fell the next day I sat in the waiting room because the ICU had very limited seat um, visitor times so I sat in the laptop or sat in the waiting room with my laptop and just searched for jobs Right. Because I had this negative connotation with Victoria's Secret. Like, I was at work and I got this terrible news. I need to change something in my life. And this is what I can change. I can't change my dad, but I can change my job. Sure. And I applied to some warehouse. I mean, they were like, here, we'll give you 50 grand. We'll pay all your medical bills. We'll do all this. I'm like, okay, yes, money. That's going to make me happy. Sure. I lasted three months. <laughs> it was the worst. It was a good job. I met great people and they're still in my life, but it was the worst three months of my life. You yeah. know, not only dealing with what I was mentally, but, you know, it was just a physically and mentally demanding job that I was like, you know, fuck that. I don't have time for this. I don't need to be your slave. Um, And Tony, my boyfriend, uh, he's owned this Tiger Showman's location since 2011. So he was 22 when he took it over. And yeah, he's, he's very, very good at what he does. And he is my rock. I can go into a whole nother hour of talking about him. (laughs) But um, that's the way it should be though. Yes. Yes, That's the way it should be. And I think that, that, I mean, not to, not to sidetrack, but I think that the relationships that we have and, and I've had some, you know, I mean, I'm divorced. I had a, I had a wonderful ex-girlfriend for multiple years after, and I've dated some pretty cool people, but that there's, there's something to be said about that rock, that support that, that not only enables you, that pushes you forward. And that's something that I'm going to talk about in a minute with you, but that, that there's a comfort there. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It was you know, he had done so much for me already at that point in our relationship. And, you know, we're not even together a year at this point. Um, but he, his school was great and I loved being a part of it. You know, you definitely felt like you were family and everyone who trains here, but he was missing somebody who was as passionate about what he does and building his business as much as he was. And I said to him one day, I said, who's going to do that better than me? You know, I love you. I love how passionate you are about what you do. It only makes sense that I'm the one who does this for you, that I'm the one who tells people about how fantastic you are about what you do. And, you know, that we build this mom and dad relationship for your students. That way somebody comes in with their six-year-old. When that kid's 16 and a black belt, it's, we've been such a major part of their life. Sure. So we made the switch. We were living with my grandmother. So as far as finances and whatnot, we didn't have a lot of bills to pay. So 
making the decision financially was like, yeah, sure. I mean, we're still saving a little bit of money. We're working towards our future. So let's go for it. And that's how I started working at the school. Um, not necessarily training the way <clears throat> that I originally started because I was dealing with a lot of depression and my punishment to myself. I, I definitely was the griever who felt like you deserve this, you know, all the bad things that happened in your life. Self-loathing. Yeah, it was, I was it's fucking so amazing what self-loathing does to one's body <laughs> and to its brain. Yeah, I, I get it. I do it. There's times where, you know, despite I, I travel, I lead a fun life and then what we post and all that stuff. But, you know, there's times where you definitely sit down and you, and you have that fucked up conversation with yourself. Oh, it's, it's I, I didn't it, want to drive alone. I was just like, you know, life would be better if you just crash into the wall. And I'm like, no, but you deserve to live. You deserve to feel like that the rest of your life. And yeah. Keeping that inside was what really hurt me. And that's why I talk so much about, you know, the positive things that I'm doing and a lot about the bad things and the bad places that I was in because I want other people to know, like, look, you can't do this by yourself. You have to let it out. You can't, you know, I, I kept prying myself on you're such a strong individual. And everyone after my dad died and with my mom and everything, they're all like, you know, you're handling this so well. You're so strong. And, you know, inside, I'm like, fuck you. No, I'm not. Like, what do you mean I'm doing this fine? But yeah. I'm just smiling. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. You know? So, I saw the roll of the eyes there. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the roll of the eyes right there. <laughs> I Remember, you're on camera, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm still training. And... My grandmother ended up passing away a year after my dad, so Tony and I's life got flipped upside down yet again. We were living with her in a senior development, and she had a reverse mortgage on the house, so we're like, you know, Graham just passed away, it sucks, you know, we, it was, she was older, she was a diabetic, you know, I, she was in the hospital for a week before, so we knew something was wrong, but, and it hit hard, but a few days after, everyone's like, you need to move out, or like, whoa, what? <laughs> Like, yeah, you need to be out by, like, February 12th or else you're going to get thrown out and you don't have home. We're like, what what are we going to do? Where are we going to go? You know, we work six days a week. We don't have time to go apartment hunting. We don't have the finances to do this. So, you know, lo and behold, made it happen. And, uh, yeah, we um, got our apartment for a while. Finances were tough. I started working a second job again. And there was a day that, Tony was kind of like, you need to do something for yourself. You know, you this you working like this, it's not okay. I kind of do crafts on the side, so he inspired me to try to start a crafting business, which I did and did really well. I loved it. But at the end of the day, after the first year of doing the business, it was more self-loathing, and my success was, like, awesome. But at the same time, I'm like, no, I don't want this to success. I don't deserve the success. Right. And after that year was when I hit the dark, like the darkest, like I wasn't even on the mat. People would come into the school. Women would come in like, I want to train with you today. I'm like, I'm not training. I don't want to train today. Oh, yeah, it was, it was, there was a six month period where I probably averaged one or two classes a week where right now I'm doing, you know, seven or eight. Right. And yeah, like I said, it wasn't until about early last summer, maybe spring, that my mentalness or, you know, my mind just switched. And I was like, I need to 
love me again. Right. <laughs> I need to do this. Started training more, and I'm like, I'm capable of so much more, which yeah. brought me to eventually the fight. To where you are now. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. So, so now... So there's a pretty, you know, I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of people who they can't work with their spouse. They can't, you know, I mean, there, there's that, I got to get out of the house in the morning. I've got to go do my stuff. Mm-hmm. So now you're, you're, you're living with your, your, your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. You guys are thrown into a couple of really tough situations. You're going through a bout of depression and then you make that decision. Okay. I got to do something about this. I've got to find a better way. And, and I'll tell you what, for me, like, you know, I went to the gym yesterday morning and like I was, I was ready to take on the entire fucking world. Like nothing was going to stop me yesterday. I had (laughs) two of the most amazing interviews. Like, I mean, even Jerry, who's on the back of the, who's in the background right now. Like I texted him. I'm like, you're fucking kidding me. Like this day just couldn't get any better the way that it was rolling. And a lot of that had to do with that morning. So, so you start to train again. And, and now is Tony training, is Tony training you or, was there a deciding factor where you said, okay, I want to start really getting into not a deciding factor. Was there a conversation between you two of, Hey, I want to do something more with this than what I'm just doing with you right now. He has always known that eventually one of my goals was to be, was to get into the ring. Um, Like I mentioned before, we do that tournament. So I participate in that tournament two times a year. It's in December, June. I'm sorry, is the tournament put on specifically by you guys or is it a Shulman-specific tournament? It's a Tiger-Shulman-specific tournament. Okay. So we have 45 schools and all the wow. students of these schools get together and head us to New Jersey twice a year. And you're paired up, you know, by rank, by age, by weight. And yeah, it's, it's crazy, like 1,600 competitors. It's, it's a really shit. awesome. Wow. I, I'll send you the details because even yeah. just to go and spectate, it's, it's I'd love worth to. the $20. It's like so I said, I'm pissed I didn't make it. I, I was really, like it was on my mind. I'm not even kidding you. I was opening a restaurant and, I, and I'm thinking to myself, fuck, I'm so close. to this and even you know i had some friends that were in town and and they're like what do you want to do and i'm like well we could have gone to fucking atlantic city (laughs) in a restaurant today so Uh, so you were on my mind that during that time and just so everybody knows like we've never met but you had cool little conversations like a little bit here and there about something and so so you were on my mind that night so it was something that i was thinking about just so you know you sent me that and i was just like man that's fucking cool man i appreciate it um Yes. So no, not a lot of people can work with their significant others. Um, When we had made it verbal that we were contemplating and trying to figure out what it would be like for me to work at the school, um, we got a lot of pushback, a lot of like, well, you realize that if it doesn't work at work, then it's not going to work with your relationship. Everybody else knows your relationship better than you do. (laughs) Fuck them. Thank you. I appreciate it. But no. Yeah. So we got a lot of that, um, and uh, to go back to your question, he knew that I wanted to fight, but he knew that I was fighting different battles. Of course. And although he pushes me, and he pushes me to limits that, you know, at the time, I'm like, this is too far, he knows what I need, and I was getting to the point where I enjoyed training again, like, all I wanted to do was train and I wanted to learn new things. Whereas, you know, a few months prior, that wasn't me. You know, it was a struggle to get me on the mat. It was a struggle to get me to want to challenge myself. So he was just enjoying the fact that I was enjoying life again and I was enjoying martial arts again and um, just being this positive person that I was when he met me. 
and it was one of our more senior instructors on a regional training day because for us so for him he goes and trains with master tiger showman every week really at headquarters yep yep wow and yeah and where's matt and that's in edison our headquarters is in elmwood park okay i didn't know i didn't realize that they were a, they were and and i guess an east coast specific company so yes yes um that way everyone can train and can learn under master tiger showman okay uh, so he trains up at headquarters. I train up at headquarters with um, our boxing coach with him and our assistant instructor on Fridays. But on Thursdays, we have a regional training. So we're in the region. We're in like the PA region. So we meet with our Colmar School, our Feasterville, Abington, Allentown, Bethlehem, and Cherry Hill School. Right. We all drive out to Colmar on Thursdays to do a uh, little training, you know, a little higher level training, and then you know, talk about business and whatnot. And one of the more seniored instructors there you know, we have a young assistant instructor in the school. He's like, I want to fight a 22 year old kid. That's all he wants to do with his life. So, you know, we've been trying to get him a fight and the, this more senior instructor, we call him Sheehan. He's like, I want her to fight too. And Tony's like, okay. So he, uh, when we got back to the school that night, we're sitting talking and then, you know, not having a mental breakdown, but I'm having one of those days where I'm just kind of doubting everything. And he's like, I just want to let you know that Sheehan wants you to fight. Is that something that you still want to do? And I was like, uh, okay. Right. It's like, no, like, is it, what, is it what you want to do? I'm like, yeah, it's what I want to still do. I just, I hit such a low, low that I didn't think it was ever possible again. So the fact that it was something that was on the forefront of somebody else's mind and like, okay, yeah, yes, we're going to do this. Wow. And wow. then things got, you know, once so does that, does that, I mean, does that push you in? I mean, did you, you mentally knew that you were ready to do that? Like that was a point that you felt it or were you doubting yourself at that point? I had a really high high when I was told that somebody else wanted me to do it. And then once we started the preparation, the, okay, well now you have to start sprints and now you have to go to headquarters and train them a little bit more. And now you have to spar tougher people. That first week of training, I felt like, I can't do this. You know, I suck. I get hit in the head all the time. I can't run. I'm tired. My legs hurt. I had all of these excuses because I was scared. Physically, the physically, where were you? Wait, I mean, where were you? What was that? Because you had, you really, you hadn't trained. You started to train again. I mean, you started to do class again. Mm-hmm. You went from doing two to three mm-hmm. possible mats a week to now you're working into seven to eight. So where physically, where was your body? I mean, was the struggle, were you 30 pounds overweight that you had to overcome that and start to drop weight that much? Yes. So typically, you know, if I'm being healthy, I walk around at like 148 pounds. Okay. At the time that we started this process. Which by the way, everybody, Danielle, how tall are you? I'm 5'2". Okay. She's 5'2", 148 pounds. And just And what do you weigh right now? Right now, I'm 148.5. Okay, so I dare one of you people to call her fat at 5'2", 145. <laughs> I fucking dare you. Just I'm so you know. not the ideal, you know, that <laughs> stupid chart that says I need to be 115 pounds. One of my legs is 115 pounds. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that muscle is there. Hey, guess what? I'm old. I'm 46 years old. And you know some of the stuff that starts to happen? You start to lose your hair, man. You start to lose it. It's, it's just a part of it. Do you know that 66% of men start to lose their hair by the age of 35? And the worst part about it is when you start to notice that it's going away, it's already too late. There's nothing you can do about it. My grandfather was bald. 
All right. My father had really thin hair. I had buddies of mine that were in high school that started losing hair when they were super young. All right. And one of the things I always said was, look, if I start to go bald, I'm just going to shave my head. Well, guess what? I started to go bald. I didn't do it. It didn't happen. So I'm going to ask you what, do you want bald spots to pop up or do you want to do something about it first? Do you want your hairline to recede or do you want to do something about it first? All right. So, and there's all these different solutions out there, but one of the ones that I found was pretty cool is a little site called fourhims.com. It's a one-stop shop for hair loss, skincare, sexual wellness. It's all done for men. All right. Thanks to science, baldness doesn't have to be there every single day. It doesn't have to be there for you. Hims connects you with real doctors and medical grade solutions to treat hair loss. All right. These are well-known generic equivalents to name brand prescription that help you keep your hair. It's not like snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements or shit like that. There's no waiting rooms, no awkward visits. It's super, super easy. All you have to do is order now. My listeners are going to get a trial month of Hims for just five bucks right now. All you have to do is go to forhims.com slash chef. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash chef. Forhims.com slash chef. Go over there right now. Get five bucks for your first month. All right? Try it. So weight-wise, you, you really, you started to kind of, you, you, you had some weight you had to drop. You had some training you had to get back into. So mentally, you were kind of ready to rock and roll and, and ready to go. Where... I lost your picture. Um, anyway, so where, so now you're training with your husband. Is your husband your lead trainer at this point? Is or your boyfriend? I'm sorry. Is he your lead trainer at this point? Yes. So he is my sensei. Okay. Um, which is crazy. You know, you're standing on a mat with 30 other people, and that person that is in charge of everybody—that's that's my guy. So right. it's hard to separate the two. Um, so. I was training at headquarters on Fridays with our uh, boxing coach. So Tony would take class with me. It's at that time he's a student as well. So when we're at headquarters, he's not instructing me. He's learning and training, you know, with his high level guys. I mean, he gets to train with some of our UFC fighters like Lyman Good, Jimmy Rivera. So he's got his own education to get. Yeah. And then uh, when we're here, you know, he'll teach the classes in school. And then after after all the classes ended, we'll do some extra training, you know, mitt work, sparring, stuff, stuff like that. So, yeah, he was on Tony, white on race. Does Tony compete as well? He does not anymore. Okay. Um, he has a 2-0 record with his amateur kickboxing um, career. And okay. then he's done many of the tournaments, but... For him to run a school and then, because when we started dating, that was his final fight. Um, To do both was like, to watch him do both. I'm like, oh my God. It was pouring rain one night. It was 1130 and he just started doing like, he has a little Pontiac G6. He's pushing this car back and forth in the parking lot. He's he's such a motivated person. Sometimes I'm like, where the hell does it come from? And he's... Like, I'm like, I'm not you. I can't be as motivated as you. But he sure. he pours that motivation into me, and obviously it's it's gotten contagious. But, yeah, I get home from Victoria's Secret at the time, sitting in the parking lot. He's just pushing his car back and forth for 45 minutes. I'm like, you're fucking psycho, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, so what is that like to have, 
you know, I mean, because obviously there's it, it, there's so many different levels of that with one relationship. There's a romantic part there. There's a support there. There is, uh, a, you know, a tremendous amount that goes on between you two with what you guys have been through. Is there a point where you wake up in the morning and you're like, fuck, I'm so tired. And he's like, get out of bed. Come on, let's go. You got to do it. Like, I mean, is there is there that motivation in there? Or does he let you kind of chill out for a bit until you guys get into or onto the mat again? When everything had unfolded, like with my dad, he, he let me, he let me sulk. He let me, you know, oh. I get home from work. I slept. I don't wake up till, cause we usually business is from two to 11. Right. Um, I come in earlier now. I come in at 10 AM just so I can get my office stuff done. Cause I play therapist at the end of the night. Um, <laughs> and, and, um, so it, it's not that he'll be like, come on, let's go. Because he knows that I don't work that way. Right. His is more, well, you didn't go to the gym today. And I know you ate this yesterday. So wow. it's like, all right, oh, yes, okay, I'm guilty. Like, you're right, let me get my shoes on. I'll go to the gym with you today. But it's because he, he knows the way that I make excuses. Right. And he knows what motivates me and you can't yell at me to motivate me. You have to get under my skin to motivate me. And he knows that. <laughs> I mean, how does that see, I, I guess, Fuck, I don't even know. I don't even know my question that I want to ask with that because you know, I mean, I know it's like you know, my ex girlfriend, super healthy chick, super cool girl. Uh, she, you know, we went on this kick where we were really eating healthy and everything else, and she'd come home and she'd be like, eh, "Why are there potato chips on the counter?" <laughs> and I'd be like, "What the fuck you gonna What tell me I'm fucking fat? Like what the fuck?" <laughs> like, I mean, how do you not have that when he says, "Well, you didn't go to the gym today," and I see what you're eating right now. How do you not have that? It, how does that level, how does that line translate back into you guys? Does that make, does that question, I think what I'm trying to say is, how do you not go, fuck you, you're not my boss, but fuck, you're my boss at the same time, god damn it. It's not like you're my boyfriend. Jesus Christ, you're my boyfriend. Fuck, you're my trainer as well. Like, how in any way do you get out of that circle other than driving from your house to the gym when you're like, fuck, you're telling me Um... You know, it's never really bothered me. We're, I mean, don't get me wrong. We're fat kids. Although we are extremely healthy people and, you know, 90% of the time we're eating good. We, we have our indulgences, you know, we have tacos once a week, you know, we like ice cream, we like movie theater popcorn. So it's not like it's all the time and it's not that it's uneven. Like he likes his dark chocolate. He likes cake and stuff like that, but it's every so often. So I think you posted something the other day, which was, which is so true in everything that we do, which is that everything in moderation, if I'm not mistaken, right. you posted something about moderation. Oh yeah, absolutely. Cause after my fight, I went fucking bonkers. I saw it was awesome. It was, and you know what, I'm, and, and the worst part is like, I'm that type of guy. Cause I, I, I don't know what it is about the social media world or, or the fact that you and I have had little conversations back and forth, but I was like, fuck, I totally want to cook for her. Like I want, like you just worked your ass off for something. Yes. I, and, and, and that was so awesome to watch and to watch the progression of, of the last couple of months leading into that. Cause I feel like I know you. And I think that's such a weird thing to say. When you don't and know somebody. What's that? When you don't actually know somebody. When you don't actually know somebody. And you know what the weirdest part about that is, is that in the world that we live in, where we are all so involved with everybody's life, mm -hmm. you're involved in my life. Yeah. 
through social media, through whatever it is. Now you and I are talking. You and I are friends now. This is the way that this works. But the fucking anger that so many people have, it's just weird because we share so much with people. Mm-hmm. But then you sit in front of a person and you're like, okay, like, I don't know. It's just weird. Maybe I'm not making that point across the way that I should, but I feel, I don't know. I just feel weird. Well, I feel like, I I think I understand what you're saying that, you know, so many people put on the, this is what my life should look like on social media, but this is what I actually am as a person. You know, people aren't always real. They want to throw out what they want people to believe. So that way, when you sit and have a conversation with them, you're like, I fucking hate you. Why would I even follow you? you know well, the other day I posted a picture of my shoes. It was like Saturday morning <laughs> and I posted a picture of my shoes because I had just seen somebody in the city that morning and then they posted a picture of their feet like on sand Coachella. and they're like, love Coachella. And I'm like, fuck you. You were at Starbucks at 845 <laughs> this morning. You're not at Coachella. Like, what is this? Where are you getting this from? All for the likes, man. Oh my God. It's crazy. But That's, so it, so it the dynamic between us and you know the accountability it never really bothered me because right. it's something that a I've always had from him right but b the type of person that I am that's what I need in my life you know some of my friends like I'll I'll talk to friends and I'll say something like well that doesn't bother you no why does it bother you. He wants me to be a better person. <laughs> he wants right. me to make myself better. So, yeah, I, I appreciate that he does it for me. Sure. So, yeah, so no, that doesn't really bother me. I think it gets a little difficult to just, when you leave work, leave work at home, or when you leave work to go home, leave work at work, and home is at home. But it, the business, it's you own the business. It's not like we're just colleagues at work. It's this business is what's going to make and break our life. And, you know, you can't really leave that at home when you're a business owner. Right. 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 At all. No, that's wild. So, okay. So now it's time to start talking here. Not Mm -hmm. that we haven't for the last 45 minutes, (laughs) but okay. So what you're standing in the wings, you've worked your ass off. You've dropped weight. You cut, I mean, you're fucking cut lady. I mean, you are, you're, I know you're, they can't see that, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're full blown cut. I mean, and it was, like I said, and that was one of the reasons that transformation, not that you weren't healthy before, not that you weren't, uh, weren't, weren't, but there was a transformation that happened and it was cool to watch. Thank you. You're standing in the back. You're, you got your pads on, you've got your gloves on, you've got your headgear on and now you're walking out. What? What is, what is going through your brain in the back? What's happening? What is Tony looking at you and saying at that point? You know, I have chills just remembering this exact. I watched you just, you like just readjusted everything. Okay. So the back area. uh, (laughs) Amy said, yay. How'd she do? Uh, Awful. Um, (laughs) So the. Separation between the warm-up area and the audience in the ring is just a little curtain. Nothing crazy. It's, it's not like you're Pacquiao standing in the right. back in the green room with every but with 42 people around you telling you how great you are rubbing your back. Right. This is just a little bit of a, a nice amateur show thrown together with a DJ right. and you know, and the casino that's not even a casino anymore. Did you pick um, your music? Do you get to pick your music? That's the only thing that went awry that day. Oh. And- 
So I found this really, I, I love Wonder Woman. You guys, when you follow me on Instagram, Amazing I'm news. obsessed with Wonder Woman. And that is my alter ego. That is my persona. I am fucking Wonder Woman. And I needed to walk out to the Wonder Woman theme. Like, in my head, that's what I needed. I need a badass, super hard metal version of the Wonder Woman theme. Right. And I found one. The DJ did not have Wi-Fi. Oh. He was only getting music through iTunes, and the version that I found was not on iTunes. So I'm like, ugh. Luckily, I had, like, a, a backup song. I totally opposite end of the spectrum. I love Demi Lovato. So Demi Lovato confident was like my training song. That song really like got me like, yes, I'm fucking confident. Yeah, this is, this is who I am. You guys have kept me underrated. So I did walk out to the Demi Lovato confident. Um, but does, does it, obviously it didn't, but does it fuck with your psyche at all? Because you've got a preset way that you had anticipated that to be, does it fuck with you at all? Not at all. Okay. Because I had the backup. I think if I didn't have that song mentally as a backup, I would have been like, oh, man, this whole moment's going to be ruined. But I also don't think Tony would have allowed me to unfocus myself. Okay. I woke right. up that morning. I was just like, I'm not nervous. And we were driving to AC. I'm like, why am I not nervous? What's wrong with me? He's like, right. maybe when you get there, you'll get that way. I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm going to destroy this girl. I have no, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I have no ounce of any sort of anxiety whatsoever. But, okay, so we're in the back, and all of our students and my family, they made sure that they found the entrance area, and that's where they all accumulated to. I had, like, <laughs> 70 freaking people sitting in this little corner. The first bout happens. No one from our organization fought. Um, the second fight was one of our guys, uh, DJ, out of Staten Island. <laughs> and he, he won on decision. It was a great fight. He's walking out of the ring. He's not even, like, out of sight yet, you know, from his fight. And all of my family and friends are like, Harrington, Harrington. Oh, like, God. Oh, man, you're making this guy feel like hold shit. On, hold on. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm just like, oh, my God, man. Like, that's me. That's for me. And that, that was just so, such a bizarre concept because I'm the type of person, like, I don't want presents for my birthday. You know, I just... Thank you for thinking of me. You know, I, I don't like being the center of attention. I don't like people going out of my way for me, going out of their way for me. And uh, so Tony's just, he's like, you're not looking at anybody. Don't look at them. You're walking straight to the ring. Come here to the ring. That's all you do. Here to the stairs. Stare straight forward. And then when you get into the ring, stare straight forward. You don't look at anybody. He made sure I had my like hoodie over my head. So I just, he knew that I was in the zone mentally and he didn't want anything emotionally to crack that. Right. Sure. So uh, I don't know if you got to see the, the walkout video, but so many people came over to me like, who is that girl? And she's really mean because I, I was just stone cold. Like, I look like Honor Rousey walking out. I'm just like, sure. damn, I'm mean. <laughs> but, you know, that was. That was the focus was get to the ring and get there to do business. Right. So, but it was definitely a little. Once I stepped into the ring and everyone started cheering, that's when I got chills. Like I, I heard that moment and I was just like, holy cow. This right. Is the, this is the most euphoric moment of my life. This is so fucking cool. Wow. Yeah. And uh, the game plan for us getting into the fight, you know, preparing Tony's like, okay, what you're going to do in the first 30 seconds, you're going to take it easy. You know, just kind of feel her out, see what she's going to do. And then after the first 30 seconds, I'll yell at you and be like, okay, pick it up a little bit more, move a little bit, hit her a little bit more. And then the last 30 seconds, I just want you to tag her and tag her hard. 
the first 10 seconds happened, I hit her with like a jab cross and I just unloaded. <laughs> you had to, all that fucking energy. 28 years just ready to explode. It was just like, bam, bam, bam. And she's like, her face, I could tell she was terrified of me. And it just, that made me so much more ready. I'm like, fuck yeah, you're scared of me. I'm going to kick you. And to the point. Are you, are you talking or are you just, are you just, is there, because this is all the stuff that I think about. Like, when you're punching somebody, you're going, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Or are you going, hey, I'm really sorry. This is just about, I mean, what what is that? What, is there is there shit talking happening during this? I mean, what's going on? Uh, so her and I did not talk prior to the event. Normally when I fight, I, I, I'm a very strong female and I am aware of that. I can go with the guys and not feel guilty for hitting them, but I can't punch one of my women on the mat, especially as the high rank, highest ranking female and be okay with it. You know, I hit them hard and just like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And oh. I, to- I tone myself down. So therefore sometimes I hurt myself because then I don't actually punch them, right. um, which was a big issue leading up to the fight for me because I just wouldn't unload. Right. <clears throat> I got into that ring and it was just, you know, like Tony said, keep it calm, keep it cool. And then once I hit her, it was just like, don't stop. Don't fucking stop. This is, she's going down in my head. I'm like, you got to make her go down. That's all I need to do. I need her to go down. So I was just telling myself, don't stop, don't stop. But there was never a moment. I can't say that. There's definitely, I'm going to fuck this girl up. But I never verbally put it out there. I'm a manager of the school. I have a a persona. I have a mom. So all the parents are coming in. Oh, how do you think you're going to do? You know, asking all these very innocent questions. At the same time, I'm smiling. Oh, I'm, I'm ready. I'm prepared. But... You know, mentally, I have to be like, I'm going to fuck her face. Like, I was yeah. just going to rip her face off of her body because that's where I needed to be mentally. Of course. But, um, yeah, it was uh, in the second round, I definitely broke her nose. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> and in the video, you can see it. Like, there's just a cross that I throw, and she falls back and just stops. And I feel like time stopped at that moment. Right. And then I went back in and started hitting her again until the ref separated us a little bit. But she started gushing blood. I'm just like, holy shit. Like, she's bleeding. She's bleeding because of me. And I was just kind of like amped up on that. <laughs> now everyone thinks, like, <laughs> first I think I'm really sad. Now they think I'm a psycho. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, and I mean, and here's the thing is, so you guys are kickboxing. So you guys do have pads on. You yes. guys do have full headgear. Mm-hmm. So you really fully connected within the constraints. I mean, that's a two-inch thick helmet yeah or headgear that you guys are wearing so you're you're literally precise right oh, sorry i'll do it up here it's better <laughs> but i mean you're literally like your precision at that point is is where it should be i mean you knew where to hit what to do yeah and all of that yeah what does it what does it feel i'm gonna ask the question because it's something i vote what does it feel like to get look i've i've been punched in the face once i played rugby for god knows how many years i've broken bones i've done the whole nine yards i've never fully square on been hit in the face what the fuck does that feel like it's not fun (laughs) i've been hit in the face with punches i've been hit in the face with a knee i actually broke my nose I don't know if you can see it. My nose is really crooked. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I got kneed in the nose once, bled for like an hour. It, was, it hurt. Wow. But I think it all depends on where you are mentally at the time. Right. You know, there's times where I just mentally wasn't into training and I'd get hit 
And it really wouldn't be that significant of a hit, but you know, your mind just shuts down and like, Oh, that's the worst thing that ever happened to me. Right. You know, you watch my fight, she tagged me a few times, but I can't say that I felt any of them. Okay. You know, she definitely punched me. Everyone jokes that she didn't hit me because the count was completely skewed. Right. Um, but you know, I, she didn't, she didn't, to me, it didn't even feel like a tickle, but okay. yeah, getting hit in the face isn't, a walk in the park, but I love it. <laughs> and 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 get so so you're coming in. You hit her in the side of the head with a punch. You get hit in the side of the head with a punch. What does that feel like inside of that padding? I mean, is it a jarring that's going on because you're you're full on. Your muscles are taking over your body at that point, and you're now being jarred in the head. What is that? I mean, is it is it kind of like a bump, or is it a jarring shock to the side of your head? I think it depends on who's delivering it. Um, I've had punches that I'm kind of moving the same direction that the punch is coming. So those, those are jarring because, okay. you know, you have your momentum going against their momentum and it's just like, oh, fuck. Like that hurt. Sure. But, right. you know, if you're, you're going with it because, you know, the idea is to move and weave and. I'm moving you know, and weaving right. I'm literally watching yeah. you moving <laughs> and, and I'm moving right. and weaving with you. I feel like we're dancing. So go ahead. Um, <laughs> so, you know, there there's taps and then there, there's good shots and right. you know, the, you're always going to get hit. You know, you're not perfect. I mean, no one's plus you, you're in a ring. Yeah, that's what you're doing. You know, you're going to, it's not yeah. like, Hey, nobody's going to touch me. Right. And I think as long as you accept that, then it doesn't bother you. And then right. after the fact, that's when, cause your adrenaline's so high that you don't really notice anything going on. Like when Tony did his last fight, he broke his foot in the first round he didn't feel it. He didn't notice it until about 20 minutes after he got out of the ring and everyone kind of settled down congratulating him. We're walking and I'm like, you okay? He's like, I need to sit down. I definitely broke my foot, but wow. you don't, you know, you don't feel stuff like that. Sure. So you're going in and you, it was a, a knockout in three rounds, right? Mm -hmm. in 27 three. seconds into the third round. How long? 27 seconds. Okay, so you're going through. So after your first round, you're going back. You're sitting down. Um, Tony's talking to you. What is he saying to you at that point? I mean, is it a you're <laughs> fucking crushing her, or why didn't you listen to me, or you know what, you've got this. Go. <laughs> it's funny. He's talked about this. I don't remember. I couldn't. Okay. I, my everything was so high that I hardly remember. Um, I remember he was very calm. He was not. You know, it wasn't a negative. It was always positive. You're doing great. You're doing everything right. I, they were trying to tell me, him and my other corner was trying to tell me, hit her in the body. Because I was just going at her head so hard, heard, her hands were super high, that they were telling me to go to the body. And um, I, heard, I heard him say that a bunch of times in, in, the, in the, the, what you had posted. Yeah. So. Body shots, body, body shots. shots. Obviously, I didn't listen. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was the, the first round. Same thing with the second round. Uh, after the second round, should I say, it was just... Great. Right. Keep it up. Move left and right. Just from what I've talked to with other people, boxers and UFC and, and guys like that, that's one of the things they say is that with the experience, you do move a lot more. You do get into that the momentum where you start to almost dance. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. So, okay. So you win and you knock her out 27 into the third round. And what do you do? So she was holding on to the ropes a lot throughout that last round. And the ref had talked to her multiple times. 
and he uh, he made a gesture, which I misinterpreted. He sent me over to the opposite corner just so right. he can talk, and he was telling the judges that he they were taking one point off of her because oh, wow. she, kept, she kept holding on to the ropes and she wasn't defending herself. I thought that he was saying, you know, if she does that one more time, she's done. Um, so when the bell rang again, and then that final few seconds happened, you know, threw a round kick at her, just started punching, and she's literally falling through there, like trying to climb away through the ropes. Right. Um, he, he sent me back to my other corner, and he didn't wave his hands at the time yet. So I'm like in the corner, I'm like, tell me that's it, tell me that's it. And then they never rang the bell, but he, he did his, you know, that's it, that's over. And I was just like, holy shit, holy shit, that just happened. Like, oh my God, I just, technically, I, I knocked her out. And I ran over to my corner, you know, the first thing I did was hug Tony and it was, I started crying. It was the most chilling moment of my life. And then I was like super awkward about it. I'm like, do I, do I stand up on like the, the belt and, and, and raise my hands? Like, what am I supposed to do? And then, right. My other corner, um, since I wrapped before, he's like, you can go, you know, congratulate her, go say hello, be professional. And, you know, I was waiting to see if they were doing the hand raise and whatnot. But, uh, you know, go said hello to our coaches, thank them for good competition, hugged her, right. you know, said you were awesome. Thank you so much. Because I'm not, like, I appreciate anybody who challenges themselves. Yeah. Um, and then getting my hand raised was like butterflies and like, you could see the smile on my face in the pictures. It was just like, oh, like, I'm so proud of myself. And right. I haven't been proud of myself in so many freaking years that that was just, I don't know if I can top that. That's cool. So when, so now uh, you guys leave the ring. You walk back. <laughs> I get Harrington's <laughs> standing in the corner. Yeah. Um, even just trying to get from the ring to the back, everyone's like trying to grab me, hug me. That Tony's like pushing me into the back. Like you can go talk to them later, relax. The next fight has to start. Like it was another one of our guys. So they didn't want to take away from their night either. Right. So we wait until that fight is over to exit. And then I just get swarmed with our students. Like I didn't even get to see my family and my best friend first. Like it's literally just our students, which right. they are my family. They oh, are head to toe. I spend so much, I spend more time with these students than I do with my own family that, you know, just hugging them, my kids, like my teenage girls that train and how excited they are and how like amped up they are. It was just, it was so freaking cool. I had kids that I have no idea who they are. Don't even train at Tiger Showman School coming over. Their mom's like, can you take a picture with her? Can you take a picture with him? Grown women, like, will you take a picture with me? You were fucking amazing. And I'm just like, this is so surreal. Like, I'm nobody. I'm literally, no like, I said it to you. And you're like, hey, do you want to come on the podcast? I'm just like, but I'm nobody. This is just so freaking bonkers, man. But it was, it was awesome. It took me probably 30 minutes to get to my family, my crazy Harrington clan with, they had signs. They made me a, a little... Um, streamer to wear a sash. Right. And, uh, you know, it was just, it's crazy. The whole night, the rest of the fights, there were four fights after me, I think. Okay. Just constant congratulations and gratitude from other people for, yes, it was a great fight, but you're so strong. You know, right. you're a great example. You, you really, you inspired me. And those words, like, that all means more than the win. Sure, absolutely. If I lost and I still got all those things, I would still feel like I was on cloud nine. 
That's cool. So now what, what's next? What's the, what's the plan? When's your, when's the next, when's the flight <laughs> that I can <laughs> So, um, I have the tournament. So like I said, the tournament happens in December and June. So on June 3rd, we're doing our challenge champions tournament, which I'll compete in. I'm okay. going to compete as an expert, um, which means right now I'm a high red belt in the school. We have 17 okay. belts. Um, so high red belt, technically I would be an advanced level student, but I'm going to challenge myself and compete with the black belts. So okay. I'm going to focus on that. I'm going to enjoy a little bit of my summer. I've got my birthday coming up. What's your uh, birthday? June 18th. Okay. Got and, it. I'm 7 11, so. Oh. Yep. Free slurpees on your birthday. <laughs> you know, I've never had, I've never gotten a free slurpee. Uh, I mean, they're not missing much, but. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I, like, I, when we, my girls and I go to the Outer Banks every summer and we, we go down there and it's funny because we do Slurpees every day for them, uh, but I've never got the free Slurpee on my birthday. <laughs> That's so, crazy. Yes. Yes. I feel like you deserve a, a, a special one. Like you get a large, not one of those little ones. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but so, so there's a few shows, like there's kickboxing shows that happen all the time. Um, the event that I worked with the WCKC that did my event, uh, April 14th, they have a few coming up in October and November. Okay. So I'm thinking, sorry, my sights are set on that. My sights are set on the fall. Okay. And then, so how, how does it work with, I mean, are you sticking with kickboxing? Are you, sorry, I gotta, it's okay. I'm gonna right now. I'm not talking <laughs> Are you, uh, I mean, are you sticking with kickboxing? Are you going to go to another level? I mean, what is your ultimate goal with where you are right now? I don't really know what my ultimate goal is. You know, it's, I'm still wrapping my head around the fact that I did my first fight at 28 years old. I know I'm not old by any means, but to think about starting a fighting career right now, while also, you know, trying to progress our personal life, you know, looking for home, you know, looking to get married, you know, children and stuff like that. I'm going to do as much for myself until my body says no. Um, I would like to do another kickboxing match, yes. I'd like to stick with the same concept. That way I can, you know, better my record with the same, um, I don't know, title or heading, so to speak. Okay. You know, if, if I can get a belt before you know, I have kids, that'd be amazing. That's cool. be the champion of kickboxing and WCKC or whatever. <laughs> um, I might try MMA one day. I don't do it enough to be confident to jump in a ring without gear right now, but right. I'm not going to count it out. Cool. Okay. Well, I want to thank you. Thank you. For your time, I want to thank for your honesty and, and, and the rawness of, of all of that. That's really cool. And I want to congratulate because I think it's awesome. I just think that, um, you know, to be able to do what you did is, is, is a big thing. And I think it's super cool. So so cheers to you. Cheers to Tony. He has no idea who I am, but tell him I said hi and, <laughs> and thank him and all that good stuff. Um, Amy texted me. And she's she's pretty funny. So she said she can't wait to listen to it and, and, and hear all about it. So I um, appreciate it. Yeah, she's a cool cat. She, uh, I met her and uh, and Matt down in Tampa. Mm-hmm. It was like 115 degrees in Florida. I feel like on your podcast you said something about a bacon eating contest. We were well. We were at a. I, I was. 
I was involved in this thing called the Bacon America Loves Bacon Festival. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of the MC for it, and I did a whole bunch of stuff like that with it. So I was down in Tampa, and I met those guys. They were super cool. I actually have a great kind of group of friends out of Tampa, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you know, Matt and Amy are just they're super down to earth, really good people, and. Um, you know, uh, they're just, they're fun people. So I was pissed because Amy invited me up for Matt's birthday, I guess his, his 30th or whatever last year or whatever yeah. it was. And I was flying out the next morning. Mm-hmm. So there was like no way I was going to make it up and get back out. But, um, yeah, but, but that's cool. So, um, why don't you do me a favor again, just in case anybody hopped in at the end, um, tell people how they can get in touch with you, where you train and all that good stuff. Absolutely. If uh, you're looking for me on social media, you can find me on Instagram, Danny underscore hair, D-A-N-I underscore H-A-R-R. I'm on Facebook, Danielle Harrington. And then if you want to come toe to toe or train with me, you can find me at <laughs> Showman's in uh, Lawrenceville. That's cool. All right, Danny, thank you so much for your time. I really thank do appreciate you so it. Thank you so much. I appreciate uh, it, man. I, uh, I'll, I'll, uh, we'll connect again. Sounds we'll connect good. again. All right. I'm Cheers, lady. Thanks ya. for your time. Talk to you. Thank Bye-bye. You. All right. So, uh, there you go, man. That is, uh, uh, (laughs) that, that's the cool stuff. You know, I mean, I I think, you know, we we went for a while with the show where, you know, we spent a lot of time trying to get, you know, big names on and we spent a lot of time trying to, um, you know, get, get the follow. Look, I enjoy talking to some of those people, but it's people like Danielle that inspire me. and, And I honestly believe make this show better. Um, to talk to a person who is as raw and as real as she is, is something that is really, is really kind of cool. And, and as a father of girls, that is something that is, is just brilliant to me um, to watch somebody overcome some of that diversity and a lot of those things that beat you down and to take that to another level is a, is a superhuman kind of feat, you know, not only on a physical level, but definitely a mental level. So it's one of those things that having a conversation with somebody like her changes the, the, the dynamic and the way that we kind of move into things. So um, this was a long show and, I, and I'm super glad that it was. I appreciate everybody hanging out and listening to us. Definitely go and check out Danielle Har, um, Harrington with that. Danny underscore Har, H-A-R-R on Instagram and uh, Danielle Harrington on, on Facebook. So um also, you want to get involved in something like that? Reach out to her. Have a conversation. She is super open and fun and friendly and pretty cool. So um, definitely reach out and have that conversation if it's something that, that, it, that may inspire you or something that you um, kind of want to do. So check that out. Um, all right, that's the end of today's show. Uh, and I want to thank everybody. You guys know I got to thank my three, my top three. We're talking about Jerry and Jason down there at RadioInfluence.com. Go and check out every other podcast that they do. These guys are awesome. They're brilliant. They do an amazing job. Radioinfluence.com. You can pull up all of the shows that they do. If you guys have a good idea for a podcast as well, you guys have something that you're passionate about that you want to share with the world, definitely talk to these guys because they are amazingly professional. They're unbelievably uh, 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 have the ability to adapt to a lot of really cool stuff. Look, my life is not easy with travel and all that stuff, and these guys are always accommodating uh, for, for what it is that we do. Um, Michelle out at Techno Solution uh, for doing all my websites and all that stuff. Maggie Gagliardi, uh, who is our, our graphic designer who does everything. That's Mags, M-A-G-Z, art on Instagram and Twitter. And you can check her out on Facebook at Maggie Gagliardi as well. Give her some work. Give her some love. She's unbelievably talented and have some fun with that. Okay. Thank you guys so much. Have a wonderful week. Check me out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Chef Bride Duff. 
Uh, you can also go to Duffified Live. You want to talk to me on Twitter, please do so. Go in there. You can hashtag uh, Ask Duff. We will get some questions going if you guys want to have. If you guys have guests that you want to see, please do me a favor and let me know. Get me some contact information. We'll reach out to them. Uh, my assistant is wonderful in her ability to get really cool people um, that I have found interested in. So we're trying to find Magnus for Magnuson. I'm not going to lie, guys. We are trying to find Magnus Ver Magnuson. He was the world's strongest man when I was a kid, and I am going to full-blown 100% put it out there. I want him on the show. I want him on this show. It's that simple. No questions asked. I want him on the show. Okay? So, thank you guys so much. Have a wonderful afternoon. Thank you for checking us out and hanging out with us at Duffified Live. Didn't get Duffified enough? Follow Chef Brian Duffy on Facebook and on Twitter at Chef B-R-I-D-U-F-F. Look for the blue verified check mark to get exclusive content and to see what's coming up on next week's show. This has been Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy on Radio Influence.